0: Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of God is Not a Theory with Ken Fish. I'm your host Grant Pemberton, and today I get the honor of just chatting with Ken. And we were talking about uh, doing a recording for you all today, and he mentioned that he was doing a training on the uh, Orbis uh, Prayer Network that he leads uh, through through his site. And so I didn't know about it, and I wanted to... Uh, pick his brain i thought maybe you guys might want some information about that too so ken what what is this i i haven't heard you talk about this before um what's up what's up with the orbis prayer ministry is that am i saying it right orbis prayer ministry network
1: yep that's it orbis prayer ministry network what's what Uh, is it well it's sort of the brain trust that we came up with because we are having an exploding exponential growth in demand for prayer ministry and i mean i i get to the people i can get to but i have as we were discussing before we started recording i have at least six other hats i'm expected to wear besides praying for everything that moves and so um we have asked the students who are in our school orbis school of ministry if they would like to effectively do an internship Um, They've said yes. Now they're they're taking courses that I've prepared and written and that I teach, and then through various means. And we can go into it if you'd like to talk about it more. But we are trying to give them supervised training and to grow them into effective, productive people who move. You know, we say prayer ministry, but we're really talking about signs and wonders as a category. We want people who are, you know, able to function as Jesus functioned, and so. We are launching it, I think, if we don't have any further delays, and there have been quite a few, uh, we are launching it uh, next week. And this will give an opportunity for people anywhere in the world to get prayer from our team. Um, I will do some praying in those prayer rooms, but people can't request any particular prayer minister, including me. It's just whoever they get assigned when they show up for their prayer appointment. And we can take on, well, inner healing, physical healing deliverance, um, prophetic ministry. And we're very excited about it. And our students are very excited about it. And a lot of them have really gotten to be very, very uh, good and effective at the things that they do. So this is going to expand the opportunity for people to get prayer ministry if they don't have anywhere near them uh, that they would like to go to. And one of the things that I'm particularly happy about is we're not charging anything for this. Now, obviously, we will take donations. And, you know, the scripture says a worker is worthy of his hire. But if people don't have the wherewithal to pay, that doesn't mean they can't get prayer.
0: No, that's that's amazing. Uh, honestly, like, if you're listening to this or watching this, I, I really didn't know about this. And I've been pestering you uh, for years about this. So I'm super <laughs> excited about that. Um, so is it, I guess it's online, like some sort of Zoom Type yeah. Prayer.
1: yeah and we uh we've had to buy a lot of very expensive software not only for scheduling but for security so that anyone who uh comes you know into our prayer rooms um there'll be a recording made but it i mean we have that you know there's there's this level of encryption that like spy agencies and you know the state department people like that use well that's not even available commercially so we can't get that so we have the highest level of encryption available um, and we we're, we're holding those files basically behind a, a double firewall uh, to prevent hacking and the reason and by the way all those files are encrypted beyond that so even if they were hacked they wouldn't be usable and the reason we're doing that is if there's ever a question or a dispute about what was said or done in a prayer session there'll be a, a recording of it But beyond that, um, everything will be held in strictest of confidence. And so, um, you know, we think we think people should feel very comfortable and confident being able to come in and talk about, well, whatever is on their mind. And uh, each session will be about an hour long. We're targeting an hour. I say about an hour because we might finish sooner if we get a breakthrough event Uh, or maybe it'll you know go a little bit longer than that. And we have we have made provision for that to happen and if people need to book a second or a third appointment later on uh, that's also available to them um, we're not we're not trying to make people what do you want to say dependent on us but we are trying to create an environment where people who are really interested in having an encounter with god that will be restorative and healing to them um, it's available at at no charge other than whatever donation they might want to make if they want, if they do at all.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so just to catch everyone up with, with the, what I call the Ken problem is that Ken has, has that what Malcolm Gladwell calls the 10,000 hour uh, thing. And Ken has prayed. I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people, uh, all over the world, for all kinds of things. And in doing that, Ken has learned what we what we kind of call the best practices of like what works and how to how to see this stuff come to fruition. And 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 it's created. It's probably why you're listening to this. Is that I mean when when that's what everybody says when can pray stuff happens and uh and so it's getting that knowledge out of his brain and into other people that can pray effectively and as someone else who's been privy to that and who's spent time with you and all of that i can i can confidently say that without a doubt like i mean if 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 i if i approach an issue that needs people uh, that need to be prayed for, like, we're gonna see breakthrough. But I credit that to being able to draft off of your experience and your, you know, all of that sort of stuff, for sure. I mean, um, you know, people are getting healed of all kinds of things. People are getting breakthrough of all kinds of things, especially, you know, at our church and around that. And it's it's mostly because like, well, you know, Ken said one time that uh, this this usually is caused by this or whatever. And then we just kind of go after it And it's like, sure enough, yeah, it was <laughs> it was that. Uh, and uh, I even mentioned this in a sermon a couple weeks ago. Uh, just one of your little things that's, that works. Like, hey, if there's something wrong with the stomach, like, it's usually because of this thing. Well, that's just because, it's not because you're magic and it's not because you have a, a special connection with God that no one else can have. It's because you've prayed for probably... A thousand or fifteen hundred people that have these stomach issues, and you've just noticed, like, man, it's usually related to this. And so, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to know that <clears throat> there's a multiplication thing that's happening, and that people can can begin to to draft off of uh, off of your your experience and your your knowledge. And so, well, that's in addition
1: to the in addition to the school where we're training people. Uh, and in addition to the prayer network where we're deploying those people, um, the other thing is I am, by bits and bobs, uh, getting books together that you know are going to make it into the market. Um, my my book, modern day, a modern day diary of signs and wonders, uh, should get published next year if I can find, you know, half a day or maybe a little more to sit down and finish making some edits to the book and then get it into the publisher. They've basically said they're going to take it. Um, so it's not a question of that. It's just, I'm the gate gating problem because, you know, as, as I was said a few minutes ago, I wear seven hats and I just can't, I mean, I, I just manage by triage, except in this case, it's more like septage. And uh, it's, it's hard to do, but Anyway, those books will hopefully memorialize some of the, you know, thinking that I have on various topics of healing and whatnot. And, you know, I just have to tell this story. It's sort of off topic, but not completely off topic. I was in uh, Lubbock, Texas this weekend, and there was a woman present who had come from Denver, Colorado, and her friend had brought her from Denver <clears throat> I'd never seen her before but I did notice her in the crowd and I thought I think I'm supposed to pray for that woman. Well, as the meeting just as it developed it it's it seemed like it was a good meeting maybe to do a demonstration in and I asked her if she would be willing to be prayed for in front of the room. She said I would do anything to get prayed for. I you know, I don't care. And I said, "Well, you know, are you willing to talk about whatever comes up?" She goes, "I'll talk about anything." Well, she had a very difficult and shall i say graphic story um that many people were in the audience crying as they were hearing her talk about her history uh and we shut off the web stream and the recordings when we did this because i mean even though it was done in front of the room by her consent i didn't think it was appropriate to be blasting it out all over the entire you know internet so Anyway, but she had systemic pain in her body and nothing helped it. She'd been on pain medication for at least 15 years, really strong pain medication. And no matter what she did, sitting, standing, walking, lying down, she was always in chronic pain throughout her body. She had uh, severe stomach distress and food disorders. And several other problems. And when she came to the front for prayer, even though she was only 31 years old, she limped like, like you would see an elderly person who's using a walker, except she didn't have a walker. But, but she could hardly take a step without groaning and moaning and, you know, bent over. It was just, it was really a sight to see. It was, a, it was one of the most spectacular and dramatic deliverances I've ever seen. And I've seen quite a few. And you know we had the requisite trash can, and you know she was hurling into it. Um, but a lot of the people in the room had never actually seen an actual, genuine deliverance. And again, we don't. We're, I wasn't trying to make her a spectacle. And and I would say the atmosphere in the room was quite respectful. Reverential would be the wrong word, but but respectful. Um, and at several points, you know, she put her head back, and you know, Urgh! kind of thing, and. Um, uh, at a few points, the demons were speaking out and arguing about how they would not leave. And you could clearly hear that. And so people were sort of like, whoa, what is that? But anyway, we, we got these demons out and um, she was walking perfectly at the end of the prayer session. And the next morning on Sunday, I saw her after the service and I asked her how she was doing. And she said, for the first time since my uh, early teenage years, uh, I I did not take any pain medication this morning and my body is totally pain-free. I don't need it anymore. I mean, it was just such a spectacular healing. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that I think we need. We need it for the benefit of the people. Let's start with that. People are not props. We don't use them as a shill to build a ministry or a reputation, uh, which is why I said, shut off the stream and why I, You know, we're not making anything available other than just this sort of reporting of it. But um, so that's number one, that that people who are in agony and pain and grief can uh, can find relief from that. But it's also a demonstration that we're not kidding that God is not a theory, which, of course, is the name of this podcast, and that he really has breakthrough capability and is willing to deliver it to those who are afflicted and distressed. And what we're hoping with our prayer network, back to that, is to expand the reach and be able to bring this kind of help to people who are in need. And ultimately, of course, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord will be praised because, you know, word of these sorts of healings gets out. Look, look what happened when Jesus delivered the man in the graveyard in Mark chapter 5. When he returned over to that side of the lake, three chapters later in Mark 8, um, a crowd of 4,000 men and presumably a comparable number of women and all of their children showed up. So, this might have been a meeting of 20 or 30,000 people. And they stayed with him three days in the wilderness, apparently not eating because Jesus said they have nothing to eat and we need to feed them or they'll faint on the way home. They were that enthralled. They were that captivated. And we keep talking about a great revival. I think this is, it's maybe not the key to revival, but it is one of the keys to revival.
0: I mean, absolutely. And that was, that was the thing that struck me about you, Ken. And I think I've, I've told you this in private, so I can tell you this in public here is that you know, as a pastor of a church, uh, you know, a growing church in Nashville, I, you get to know a lot of people that are in the business, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, of, uh, of Christian ministry. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I'm a cynical person by nature, and so I, I'm usually wary of those kinds of people. And the thing that struck me for you was that I saw you pray for this person that you didn't know, that I knew— but I didn't ask you to pray for them when you came to our church. I think you prayed for them for like an hour and I just couldn't believe it. Like I hadn't prayed for that person for an hour, you know, <laughs> and they go to my church and just, you, you just, you actually care about people and you really do. You, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I think I've told you this too. Like you, you care a little bit too much because All of these people come to you because there's nowhere else they can go. And there's a lot of great ministries out there. There's a lot of all of that sort of stuff. And I I had experienced all of it. But I'd never seen it actually work until I met met you. And it was all talk and great sermons. And maybe somebody had a word of knowledge or whatever. But I'd never seen that life-changing power kind of on display until... um, until you and I cross paths, and so because of that, pe- people go to where they actually get their prayers answered. Uh, not not so much, you know, anything else. And and I know from our our conversations, you're you're inundated. Like you can't you can't pray for everyone that 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 wants to come. And uh, even though that I know that you want to, and it's probably not the best use of your time. And so this network I imagine will be a way that that people can begin to get prayer because I you know I know I don't pray as good as you do uh, yet but I know I pray better than a lot of people and it's because I've spent time with you and I've asked you questions and we've we've prayed together and you know I've seen it I've seen it work and so I love the idea of being able to have this um, out there and and you say that you don't charge, and people might laugh at that or whatever but there are places that do charge
1: um
0: for that and so that's why you're saying that and i'll tell you like to actually get effective prayer most of the time you're talking a couple hours maybe maybe a couple a couple different sessions maybe maybe a total of 10 or 15 hours depending upon how deep this root thing goes and that's real time like that's time that's that's keeping you and whoever's doing that from, from doing other things. And so there really is that issue of man. I mean, you know, so, I mean, you know, you know this, I, I know this, I, we've prayed for people maybe a total of 40 hours until bam, we finally get to that thing that, that breaks it loose. So, um, I'm excited. I, I really didn't know about this until tonight. So, so that's well,
1: one of the guys that's helping me launch it. Um, is a surgeon and, uh, he went, well, he's no longer a surgeon, but he's still licensed as a surgeon, but he's not practicing. Um, and he basically got pulled out of the field of medicine because in a meeting that I was leading, he, he had himself a, uh, torn rotator cuff. I almost said dislocated shoulder. Uh, He had a torn rotator cuff and he knew he had it and he knew that it was going to be you know surgery and weeks of recovery and lots of lost income and this guy was a like a seven figure a year type surgeon this is not some you know starting out in the business he went to harvard and you know so forth um anyway so he's helping me get this thing off the ground he was so impacted by his own healing that it didn't happen immediately but over a period of some months he I guess a couple of years. He uh, ultimately left the field of medicine and has entered the Christian ministry and is getting a master of divinity degree. Prior to this, he always thought that, uh, you know, the best way he could serve Jesus was to be, you know, a surgeon and guide my hands and maybe go to the mission field now and then and do some medical missions. And you know, he is he's really jumped in with both hands, so to speak, and both feet. And uh, you know, he has himself become a very credible uh signs and wonders guy but you know prayer minister has a softer sound to it than signs and wonders but but ultimately that's what it is so anyway he's helping me get this thing launched and he said ken this is this what we're doing here is just like what they do in medical school you know the students have taken the courses and in medical school you take the courses and then you go to residency where you do what you do under supervision and back to what you said uh, from malcolm Gladwell. Takes about ten thousand hours to become, you know, truly an expert at something. This is part of their training, and you know they'll be coached and critiqued uh, in what they're doing to bring them to a higher level of effectiveness. And you know, little by little, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like we have a particular date certain in mind, but little by little, we're essentially building outward amounts to the the, the spiritual equivalent of a medical faculty. And right. uh, and the idea is we want to train more and more people. We want them to come to our school, learn to do this. And you know, I wish I could say this was all original ideas. I mean, some of how we're doing it is original, I guess. But um, a lot of the concepts are things that I learned years ago from John Wimber. And I don't know why, but I was just I was just completely captivated with this. I was captivated with the idea of divine healing and deliverance and seeing people's lives changed and i've told the story elsewhere but when my own mother got healed of sores in her mouth that nobody could even diagnose let alone cure uh right in front of my eyes and they literally vanished in about i don't know 30 to 60 seconds i wasn't you know sitting there watching my watch but it was in that range um i was i was completely hooked and there was no going back and i you know i i really believe that Most of the answers to the world's problems are found in the Lord. And Mm -hmm. uh, of course, many of that, many of those things we find in the word of God, which, you know, even Christians today don't really read that much or pay that much attention to. Um, And certainly in wider society, there was a time when even if people didn't really believe in the Lord or have much reverence for him, the word of God was being used in society it was part of the common speech and language Um, so people had some familiarity with all that but in our time that's not really the case and we're becoming a more and more secularized society and honestly the more secularized we become the more screwed up we become and so you know i look at all this and i think well centuries ago the prophet jeremiah said jeremiah 616 no, sorry, sorry, 614. Prophet and priest are alike in this. They heal the wounds of my people lightly. Hmm. And then Jesus comes along and he didn't heal the wounds of people's people lightly. He healed them thoroughly and completely. And people were so completely captivated with him that great crowds followed him from beyond the Jordan and all Syria and from Tyre and Sidon. So all these areas that weren't even Jewish. People were like, Who is this guy? We want to we wanna find out about him. We want to, we want to partake of what he's got to offer. And I think. I think God's plans really haven't changed all that much. And yeah. so if we can get back to a model of ministry that looks pretty much like that, I think it's going to have comparable exponential effect.
0: Well, I mean, it makes me think of, I'm just sitting here thinking of the uh, Keteb prayer, the COVID yeah. prayer. And, you know, everybody knew this COVID thing was, was not from the Lord, right? It's from right. the enemy. Right. And, all of the church was like, we got to do something about it, and and they took a lot of different paths. But then, you know, you had just been studying scripture, and uh, and found this thing about Gethsemane, started trying it, and lo and behold, it works. Right, and it's 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 that it's it's that sort of thing of saying, I think the scriptures are real. I don't think they're I don't think they're theories. I don't think they're for something else
1: but they're Old real poems that we should yeah. just teach uh, right. take metaphorical literature
0: right and and you've done it i've done it i know thousands of people now have have you know just rebuke Kitab off of people that have covid and then boom it just it's easy
1: honestly we've had thousands of testimonies come in yeah from all over the world people who got healed um in my own experience of the many i don't know if i prayed into the thousands but but many hundreds of people I prayed with using that prayer. Um, I'm aware of four who died. And in none of those four cases, was I able to pray exactly the way I wanted to. There was always something. It was in each of these four cases, there was something that wasn't quite the way I wanted to do it. And whether it was circumstance or the people themselves and their own, you know, sentiments about things or family, whatever. Um, But everyone else that I prayed for with it, got healed and our friend josh i mean he was at the gates of death and between you and ben and me uh we prayed for him over zoom we had to do it a couple times but josh is alive and kicking today and he knows it's because of that
0: i mean and the, the doctor's the young guy his... what is he
1: 37 years old yeah not even yeah. and
0: like the doctors called his family and said hey he's dying so uh just make preparations And uh, he's actually, he's going to be doing a healing night at our church uh, at the end of the month, which is kind of (laughs) So (laughs) How about that? I know it. But it's it's that kind of thing. It's like, you know, nobody's doing this stuff, honestly. I mean, there's a lot of books being written. There's a lot of end times prophecy stuff people are talking about. There's a lot of like people wanting to do revival, but... I mean, I, you know, honestly, if I see any more revival, I don't have, I don't have any bandwidth for it because it's already happening. It's here. Right. And it's just doing it. It's just putting this stuff into practice and actually doing it. And I think we just want to be passive and have revival happen to us or whatever. But the, you know, the kingdom suffers violence and violent people just take it by force. Seize it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, I don't know. I think, so I think with you, Ken, I think that's why people probably are listening. I think that's why I know you travel a, an unbelievable amount of, of your time. And so you're supposed to travel, you're supposed to preach, you're supposed to uh, write a book, you've got a doctoral program you're doing. And um, you're also supposed to pray for the 1000s of people that, that <laughs> want, want you to pray for them. And I know from being with you, it, it ain't just an hour, it's it's at least two, maybe three. And so I think this is a great way to be able to multiply and uh, and to see that happen. So how how can people, when is this launching? Like, how do people find this?
1: So the prayer network is launching uh, next week, unless again, we hit a technical snag or something. But we thought we were going to launch in July, which became August, which became September. But I think we're finally here now. Um, so uh, they can go to orbisprayer.org, O-R-B-I-S, prayer.org or alternately they can go to opmn if they can remember that, .org, opmn for orbis prayer ministry network.org uh, either one they go to the same place and people can sign up for an appointment and they'll um, be given a time generally 3 to 5 days out and uh, they'll have two prayer ministers who will meet with them in on zoom Complete confidentiality. There's a short questionnaire they have to fill out in advance, just to help us get focused and targeted, and kind of get to things faster. And um, yeah, we're really excited about it. Our prayer ministers um, have been through our classes on healing, inner healing, prophetic ministry, deliverance, advanced deliverance, uh, advanced healing, and um, and we're about to launch a whole new round of classes. I'm just ready to sign the contracts for our next round of. Um, classes and we're going to be offering some other things that are beyond just uh, the, the technical skills of how we do this. We're trying to give people theological knowledge and with it hopefully some wisdom and perspective And so actually the longer this goes, the more well-rounded and capable I I hope and pray that our our uh, students become and you know when I think about this I think of things like, the schools of the prophets that were founded by Samuel continued under Elijah and Elisha uh, in ancient Israel. I think of the cathedral schools of Alcuin of York, uh, who raised up people who went throughout Europe preaching the gospel. And then I think of the Carolingian Renaissance and the schools that were uh, raised up there. And that was starting in the year 910 in the, uh, the monastery in Cluny france and that that particular uh, move of god continued onward for just almost two centuries and stopped only because of the launching of the first crusade in 1098 and so um you know this idea of training people and multiplying is is a critical tool in uh in world revival and so we care a lot about the individuals. And like I say, we don't use people as props and shills. But um, but there is, just as Jesus did, you know, when Jesus came and he had his ministry, John had first drawn huge crowds. But then it says Jesus was drawing even more crowds than John the Baptist. And of course, the reason is people, they don't always come for the best of reasons wanting to say oh for the glory of god and that you know we could worship in his temple and we would know him face to face when people come to the lord oftentimes they're saying my life hurts my life sucks how do i get it to stop hurting how do i get it to stop how do i make it unsuck you know all of that people come with a lot of motives uh, but at the end of the day, when they are contacted by God's power and God's love, God's care, God's willingness to engage with them and to uh, show that he's willing to get up off his throne and show them compassion. Mm-hmm. And I, when I say that, I'm uh, paraphrasing the book of Isaiah. Uh, when people experience that, they're like, I'm in, I'm sold, I want this. Yeah,
0: no, that's so good. And, you know, I, I'm not on the payroll of Orbis Ministries or, or uh or Kinfish Inc. or whatever it is. And um, but I, I can just say very plainly that, you know, there's a lot of schools, there's a lot of things and if you want to go find yourself or find a girlfriend or boyfriend, there's great places you can go do that. But if you want to do the stuff, like if you want to actually like like see see the kingdom of God come I wouldn't recommend anything more than than what Ken is doing at Orbis and um, Jesus said it the the harvest is plentiful trained experienced knowledgeable workers are very few, very few and um, it's a shame the world is is waiting for us to be the answer of prayer and people don't people nowadays don't necessarily believe they need to be saved they don't they don't believe that. Uh, there's a hell, they don't believe all of those things that used to work maybe, uh, in some of the time, but they sure do. will they'll take prayer. Atheists will say, yeah, okay. You know, give it a shot, you know? Yeah. And because people have needs, people, people have felt needs and, you know, can both you and I come from, from a business background and like, you want to be a successful business, you meet the felt needs of the people. And don't spend your time trying to trying to convince them that they need something that they don't necessarily know they need. People know they need help. They know yeah. they need they're sick. They're someone they love is dying. Someone whatever. And you could literally change everything for those people. And not to mention, like when you start doing it, uh, my wife and I did something we, we, we had a, a prayer session with someone the other day and you know they got touched. It was great, but then we we got touched. We you know afterwards we just thought, man, it's so cool to see the Lord actually break in, and it's it's a it's a huge faith booster, and um, it's just the best. It's once you start doing it, you you won't want to do anything else, and um, so this is exciting. I'm you and I have been talking about this for a long time, so uh, I'm excited.
1: I'm well, excited for it to happen. We're hoping that we'll have more prayer ministers join us. Um, I think once the word gets out that you know this is available. Um, as I say, great crowds came to Jesus from all over, and uh, I imagine people will come. Um, we're going to need more prayer ministers, so if people are interested in finding out how to get trained and to learn to do this, to move in signs and wonders, but again, that kind of has one sound to it, a certain vibe to it. We can just say prayer minister. That has a different vibe to it but we are talking about a signs and wonders lifestyle for sure Um, if you want to see people like the woman that i just described who was in lubbock texas this past weekend who'd come from denver if you want to see that sort of thing that sort of dynamic and you'd like to get involved with us uh, we would be happy to uh, train you in our school and start getting you ready to be a prayer minister of that kind or signs and wonders worker of that kind, uh, you just need to go to orbissm.com to sign up for classes. orbissm.com It's perfect. Cool. Well,
0: listen, let's keep this one short because we're recording this. It is uh, 10.30 my time. Right. Yeah. Because the other thing that Ken loves to do is he loves to keep this stuff fresh. It's not, I know you even re-record your school's and to to my chagrin, most of the time I'm like, Ken, let's just do an old episode. But you really, I mean, it's important to to you to continue to to meet the needs of the people. So uh, it's late, and we'll we'll wrap this. But I think if you're listening to this and you want, if you a if you need prayer, and you're not seeing it happen, maybe you've gone down for prayer multiple times, and it's just you know whatever it hasn't happened. I would tell you to go here uh, to to Ken's uh, prayer network. And if you want to do this stuff, which the world needs, it's actually your mission. It's your mandate. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. You know, cast out demons. That's that's what Jesus tells us we're supposed to do. Go to Orvis School of Ministry. Sign up for a class. Get started in this. And then start praying for people. And start seeing it work. Amen. Get your own 10,000 hours. And... And it, it'll be good. Ken, thank you so much. I know you just, you literally just got off of a training session. and then we, <laughs> we jumped on this thing. So um, I'm going to let you go, but thank you and thank you for doing this and thank you for multiplying yourself and, and thank you for doing, doing the work that we get to stand upon that uh, that we all get to kind of borrow. So I, I just want to say thank you for that.
1: Amen. Well, it's a pleasure to serve in the Lord's vineyard. And uh, it's great to talk to you tonight, Grant. And I'll look forward to recording with you again next week.
0: We'll do it again. All, All right. right. And for those of you listening, thanks so much. And we're working diligently to bring you a fresh episode of God is on a theory with Ken Fish next week. Same time, same place. We've recently updated the Orbis Ministries app with Ken's free teaching archive. You can click on the link in the description of this podcast to download today.